BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hi, I'm Liz Winstead. I'm Moji Alawode Al. And we're the hosts of Feminist Buzzkills, the only weekly podcast that helps you navigate the post-Roe hellscape. We dissect all the news from that sketchy intersection of abortion and misogyny with our guests, the abortion providers and activists working on the ground. Plus, we have amazing comedians to help us laugh through the rage. Feminist Buzzkills drops Fridays wherever you get your pod fix. Listen and subscribe, because when BS is popping, we pop off. M-S-W Media. Welcome to Teacher Quit Talk. I'm Miss Redacted. And I'm Mrs. Frazzled. Every week we explore the teacher exodus to find out what, if anything, could get these educators back in the classroom. We've all had our moments where we thought, what the hell am I doing here? From burnout to bureaucracy to soul-sucking stressors and creative dead ends. From recognizing when it was time to go to navigating feelings of guilt and regret afterwards, we're here to cut out the gaslighting and get real about what it means to leave teaching. We've got insights from former teachers from all over the country who have seen it all. So get ready to be disturbed. Join us on Teacher Quit talk to laugh through the pain of the U.S. education system. We'll see you there. Well, as you know, we embrace diversity here at the Stephanie Miller Show, and I've never seen so much diversity in underwears as Tomboy X. I got the new rainbow ones. I even got the rainbow shirt. You can use it as a t-shirt or jammies. Fancy? Awesome. And that's a v-neck. It's so pretty. Okay. Listen, it's like nobody took the time to design authentic underwear for strong, independent, right? Comfortable with yourself people like us. Tomboy X did. They created underwear that makes you feel like, you know, this underwear doesn't just fit. It gets me. Yes, I'm feeling proud. So I got the entire pride line. The underwear. I've got the uh, jammies. I've got the t-shirt. Tomboy X since 2014 has been making brazenly unapologetic underwear for all bodies, all shapes, all genders, all sizes, really all sizes from boxer briefs to bikinis, boy shorts to bras. Every pair of Tomboy X is created to fit you and how you see yourself and they've expanded way beyond underwear too and with their love at first wear guarantee you can order risk-free while you find your perfect fit discover your inner tomboy let me get you started with my special discount go to tomboy x under the code stephanie to get an extra 20 percent off that's an extra 20 percent off when you enter stephanie at tomboyx.com that's tomboyx.com restrictions apply see site for details Hi, I'm Francis Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela, and welcome to The Final Word. Westwood One presents Push. The Final Word. The Final Word. With Frangela. Frangela. The Final Word. Does it count as a sound effect if you have to name it? Like, I feel like if you had gone... I was going to do something, or something like that, and then tried to say it was like raindrops. But just saying raindrops... 
I mean, I'm not, clearly I'm not. I, I want you to know that in some of the emails, people have subtly suggested that I not even attempt sound effects. And I, I see through you. I see through. They've been giving these kind of compliments. Like a friend, I love Francis' sound effects. And Angela, you are so warm and intelligent. And you bring so many other things to other this things. to this situation. You don't need to worry about it. So I hear you, Final Word Podcast listeners. I was but trying I to, question I was, the use of going raindrop, raindrop, raindrop. Well, I was trying to do stormy weather. Oh, see, I, I'm, I'm throwing a flag on the play for, for whether or not it counts as a sound effect. But in terms of a topic, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Stormy. Stormy oh, Daniels. I'm assuming y'all watched... The very short. I thought so too. I interview thought, on 60 Minutes with Anderson Cooper. Well, I have so many things. We have a lot to so say, but we're gonna. This to is say. just one of our stories. We're not gonna linger here forever. If that's yes, what you're worried about. Yes, but you know what? Here's but my this thing. needs to be said. Yes, this is where I want to talk about. I have a lot of things to say about Stormy Daniels and the Stormy Daniels 60 Minutes and the whole situation. First of all. I feel like Anderson Cooper scooped himself with the Karen McDougal interview, yep. which was an hour long, yep. basically. And that is where the, if you were looking for, and I'm not saying salacious uh, details, but if you were looking for details about a, an actual affair, right? that's where you got that. Well, that's where it became an affair. That's Because right. what Karen, if you didn't see the interview, what Karen McDougal, she's a former playmate, playmate of the year, let me give her her dues. Mm-hmm. Um, she, what she says that they had something close to a year I want to say like 10 months I think was ten a 10 month long relationship where they said I love you to each other mm-hmm. um, and she talked about having and I think very sincerely that she had sincere feelings for him how it started it, and their first date and so it was much more about the affair um, from her po- from her point of view right which again private information I don't need to know but what I do care about is the hush money yes and I, and I want to and the reason why I bring that up is that as we begin to talk about Stormy Daniels and what happened with her is really important and also the valuation of women in our culture thank you so when we we get to the 60 minutes you know situation of uh, interview and uh Aventi her uh lawyer, her yeah. lawyer had you know sh- you know sh- tweeted out this picture of this DVD he said it's a shot ac- uh, a shot across the bow you know just be careful what you say about my client blah 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 well we get to the interview and what I found was, I asked people, you know, I do, you know, we like to do our unofficial polls. Which I think are just just as official as any other poll. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And what was interesting to me was how many people and how many people on the news said, oh, it wasn't anything, it's nothing. You know, right. I didn't find out anything. She didn't say anything. There's nothing that we didn't already know. If you're following the they story. They felt underwhelmed by it. Very underwhelmed. Though 22 million people. <laughs> That's a tuned in okay mm-hmm. but my issue the first thing I said and I talked to Angela about it and we tweeted about it but I have seen not one other news organization nope not one other person bring this up now we are to my knowledge from trolling around the internet like you do from and I don't mean like trolling you know looking around the only people I've seen who've brought up this issue. And that is when she was talking about the first time that she was in Donald Trump's room. 
at this golf tournament at one of his pro at, at the Beverly Hills uh, Hotel. Hotel. Yeah, at his bungalow. Uh, yeah, in his bungalow. That because she had been there, she came out the bathroom and saw him perched on the the bed, re- all basically in, in invitation as she felt to have sex. That she felt that she could not back out. She said the words, "I I put myself in this situation," and she was like, and she was upset with herself and felt that she had to go through with the sex. No one, not I haven't heard one person bring this up to, to discuss this, the sexual coercion that she felt that she had to have sex with someone she did not want. She, cause she talked about not being attracted to yep. him. She talked about, you know, that she was in the room. To, there was a know, business discussion was a, that was supposed to take place. Exactly. Exactly. And no one is talking about it. And I that upset me. I was upset watching it. You're more upset than she is, which is the, the colonization of our own minds is, is what at that moment. And so we did tweet about it. We're like, has anybody else upset by the fact that we just watched an adult woman? Throw up physically, I believe, gestures wise, she even did something where she kind of threw up her hands. Mm-hmm. But what she said was, I put myself, I am not a victim. Mm-hmm. I, I did give consent. I put myself in that situation. I walked into the room or bungalow. Basically, what she said is what we've heard is the defense of so many famous rapists of the past, which is if you walk into the hotel room, somehow that now becomes consent. And even to me, to take it a step further, I think that being a porn actress and being called all the horrific and names that we all know that she's probably been called every day of her existence. Yeah, that that further, I think, had to make an impact on her believing she didn't have another option and that. It would be, she basically, the way she said it was, it's the worst form of coercion. She felt like, well, I did walk in here, so now I have to do this. I owe this to this person because they have the right to have an expectation that I'm going to have sex with them because I walked into this room. And on top of that, I don't get to change my mind. Mm -hmm. I can't even, even if she was colonized enough in in sexism. And and she hadn't hadn't taken off her clothes. He hadn't taken off his clothes. But the fact that she was there, that was the consent. So let's get it done. Even if she at that point had said, you know what? I know I did all these things, but I don't want to. And I'm going to say, you know, Mr. Trump, I do not want to have sex with you. She didn't feel she had the right to say that. So she had sex with him. And even worse than when she describes the next time she had an encounter with him, she did what all of us women do at work when we were confronted with. And this I'm not saying this was at work, but I think every woman at some point, I'm this is a generalization, it may not be true for you, write us at frangela08 if it, at gmail.com if it's not. That once you've had an interaction with a man that felt offish in some way, now this, she actually had intercourse with him that she clearly did not want to have. Mm-hmm. But Second, what she did, she she described basically knowing that she needed a plan so that she wouldn't get stuck again having to have sex with this man. So she was on top of it and aware of it and ready and and made sure that she was ready to leave and and had an exit plan. That is, nobody seems to care about what that says, about how women, how we have been taught to view ourselves, how toxic masculinity has taught men that this is a woman, if she walks into the hotel room, especially if she's a porn star, she has said, I'm having sex with you. And especially if I'm rich and I'm used to getting what I want, if she walked in, I'm getting what I want. It's amazing that... I mean, really intelligent, articulate, thoughtful people. Nobody's bringing it up. No one. No one. And so I found it 
so incredibly jarring and frightening. Yeah, no, that knocked me off. That and me too. Then when we talk about the fact that she was threatened in a in a, in a parking lot in Las Vegas, she says with, she was. She says yeah. yes, allegedly that she was uh, threatened with her child, with her child in hand. Absolutely, I was rattled. I remember going into the workout class and my hands were shaking so much I was afraid I was going to drop her. Did you go to the police? No. Why? Because I was scared. That also is a big problem because here we are, you're talking about a woman, and this is why I I bring up Karen McDougal and Stormy Daniels because these are two very different situations. But there's a pattern. There's a pattern. If you look at all the, they start running the accusations by the women who have said, who've accused Donald Trump of unwanted mm-hmm. or, un, you know, um, unconsented to sexual assaults of various degrees. They have all follow a pattern. And what I want to talk about with these, with these two women is the fact that they both had the same lawyer. And I don't feel like, again, enough light has been shown on this issue. Because they, at the time, right before the election, the same man is representing both of them and then sits there and talks, is talking to Michael Cohen. And so when she's about to go give her interview over at ABC, Stormy Daniels, this man redirects her. Yeah. To uh to something else. He and he also redirects uh Karen McDougal. And I think universally people have said these agreements are ridiculous. Exactly. So for there's, me there's some there's some unethical, questionable and if not just straight up unethical behavior on the part of that lawyer. Well, for me, when I look at that and I my question is, is this yet another lawyer for Donald Trump? Well, yeah. Because because if he's working directly with the Trump, possibly with the Trump campaign through Michael Cohen to cover and silence these women up and they have no idea. Shouldn't you know that or shouldn't I be told as a as a client that you're representing somebody else who's also trying to make a deal? Well, it's unethical for him to take you as a client. Exactly. Um, there are all sorts of reasons why. In fact, we learned that the minute I learned, we learned how to, we barely were figuring out how to say Diginova and he had to, and they got yes. rid of him and his wife because they both, they and they knew better, were represented, and she's representing especially, but they both represented other people yes. involved in this, potentially involved in this situation. You can't do, like, it is absolutely a violation of their oath as attorneys, you know, and their the ethics that they're taught. That is a class in law school. Yes. There are laws governing how you perform for your client. Mm-hmm. You are supposed to represent your client to the best of your abilities for that client. Yes. And if you don't do so, the clients, there's a whole set of laws about saying I had ineffective counsel or my counsel was in some way not working for me. Compromised. It's absolutely. Which compromised her yep. situation. And, and then and the third thing that I want to discuss is the uh, the possibly breaking the campaign finance laws because yes. you know because yes. for me yes. what I keep hearing and seeing is this attitude and again it's not about the sex it's not about who he had sex with it is about the cover up always and so if we're sitting here and I'm watching people steadily being like they want to dismiss this situation because you know what I didn't get I didn't get any salacious like you know PP tape information right, right. out of this it's not about 
that. Or I think also I've heard a lot of people say, look, I believe people, you know, that's their private life. I don't agree with this. And I get where that's coming from, because mm-hmm. we all watch the Clintons get dragged through the mud over a over a sexual impropriety um, that I think also had some some employment implications, to be clear. Yes. You know what I mean? Like uh, some um, harassment implications, to be clear, that ne- always that also didn't seem to really get dealt with. But um, but the, he did get impeached. Well, yes, but also that the, the charges got brought and he got impeached by the House. Yes, because the charges got brought. We're dealing with a, a House here, a Senate and, and a House of Representatives that are not, that at this moment, although I think... I wouldn't I wouldn't repaint Republicans. <laughs> I wouldn't put in no new carpet because I don't know how long y'all going to be there. March to vote you out. Yes. Yeah. But that all of that, because we had a different makeup of a government then than we do now, they're not going to do anything. But for me, can I just say I am? No, I am not going to ignore the philandering wife che- cheating on your wife because we're not allowed to when it's anyone else. I know. Fuck them. No. <laughs> You don't get to call yourself the moral majority and evangelical and all that and then go on here and talk about mulligans and talk about how this isn't, you know, Jake Tapper went in on um, a so-called evangelical minister because he was trying to say uh, on Twitter, um, called her a prostitute. You know, why are we listening to prostitutes? And so he went in with the Bible story about the prostitutes washing, you know, Jesus's feet with her tears. Right, right. And really read him on that. But my thing is, no, here's the thing. The personal is political. Yeah. And if you're going to sit up here and tell me that you are a moral movement and we need to have morality back and we need to have school prayer and we need to have all of these things tied to your faith, except fidelity. Yes. Except, like, seriously, you don't get to pick and choose which of the sins you're going to be okay with. And my issue is, is that if Trump, if Trump wants his private business to stay private, then he should have stayed a fucking private citizen. Why you got? I'm going to tell you something about me. I've had sex with more than one person. I really have. Mm-hmm. Um, and not at the same time. I haven't been able to work that out. I know. I've tried. I don't know. It was a Mardi Gras thing. Nobody would work with me anyway. But I have never required or thought to require an NDA a non-disclosure agreement out of anyone. To me, when your sexual life has veered into the area where lawyers have to be involved, I believe it should give one pause. Yes. To ask yourself these questions. Hey, self, why is it that when I have sex with people, I feel the need to involve my lawyer? Right. Why? Because that is not, I don't know, even if you're into like, if you're doing Match.com and you're following all their advice, mm-hmm. or if you, what was that book that the, was really popular like for a minute in the 90s about women getting a husband? What was it oh, called? The questions or the no's? The rules. The rules. Yeah. It was the rules. Even I don't believe there's a section there, I, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was in the appendix, but I remember looking at that book, and I don't remember anything about when you're dealing with the person's attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he is engaging in activities that he knows could potentially become yeah. a legal problem for him to the point where he has NDAs while while his wife and newborn child. But here's the thing: on all them wives, Marla yes. Maples is, is an affair. That was an affair. And, and is an affair on Marla. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's the it's ridiculous. Like, but here, but you cannot stand up there and talk about this. This is why for me it, that story. But all, obviously, it's important to me. There's there's several legal issues here. Michael Cohen, uh, he needs to have his credentialing stripped. Stri- I mean, snatched, not just stripped, snatched. Um, this back and forth lying about this payment. Of course, it's a campaign contribution, an in kind contribution, whatever you want to call it. Of course, it's a violation. Bring him up on the charges and be done with it. And in terms of these NDAs and these women. Let the chips fall where they may. Yes. Let 
those court, let all of that go through because we need to, first of all, we need to get rid of this NDA situation because yeah. it is harmful to women and to anyone who's being harassed in any work environment. Yeah. You like, should not be allowed or be forced into in any way through intimidation, coercion, straight up, um, or we're going to give you something. The idea that somebody can hide their bad behavior uh, with an, uh, an NDA is not, I think, what NDAs were supposed to be about. No, 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 no. So for me, I'm looking at this situation and I'm going, there is a lot here. There's a lot to discuss. There, this is an issue. This is important. And also, my other issue here is if there are two, it's like roaches. That's right. STDs. STDs. They travel in packs. packs. You know, and they're talking about there are at least six more women potentially. So we're talking now we're talking about a million dollars in payoffs that because this man, they feel that the president of the United States may be compromised. This is a man whose taxes you haven't seen. Exactly. It's important. It is important. It is absolutely important because he couldn't, with, with this sort of information out here about him, he couldn't get hired at a job. No. He couldn't, he couldn't, he get, couldn't get hired. He couldn't get a clearance to work in the White House. No, if he wasn't the so-called president, he would not be able to get White House clearance. He is so wide open for manipulation or for coercion of yes. some sort that it is ridiculous. And that's just the stuff we know about. There's a range of stuff we haven't even heard about. And we all I'm know that. You. I'm telling you. But um, also, I want to bring, I want to talk about a number of things, but one thing in particular I want to bring up is... Th- God damn these people for making me pay attention to sports. Can I just say it? Um, but Ego's offensive and Michael Bennett uh, is turning himself in. He may have already done it, actually, as we're recording this. Um, his attorney said uh, to the Harris in Harris, he was indicted by Harris County, Texas grand jury for a felony charge of injury to the elderly, included intentionally and knowingly causing bodily injury to a person 65 years or older. Now, this so-called assault happened last year at the Super Bowl, which is February 5th, in case you weren't aware. Mm-hmm. So you're talking 2016. No, 2017. 2017. 2017. Yeah, 2017. So Bennett had gone to watch, he went to high school in Houston, mm-hmm. and he went to Super Bowl to watch his brother, who was the, at that time a Patriot, the Patriots tight end, Martellus Bennett. So after New England won over the Atlanta Falcons, the prosecutors contend that Michael Bennett shoved his way onto the field where players were gathering to celebrate. Stadium security personnel, including a 66-year-old paraplegic woman who was working to control access to the field flag told Bennett he needed to use a different entrance to get onto the field, according to prosecutors. Their quote is instead he pushed through them, including the elderly woman who was part of the security team. Now, this felony charge indictment carries with it a penalty of up to 10 years in prison and a $10,000 fine. Here's the problem. There are many problems. Number one, and if you don't follow on Twitter, if you don't follow Sean King, you should be. Yeah, Because he's come out hard about this um, and about how faulty and questionable this indictment is. So let me hippie to what happened if I can in Angela Frangela speak basically what happened was Michael Bennett wanted to go out into the field to celebrate with his brother right. there's an entrance to get there he had all the proper credentialing on him right. somebody got now the woman this woman 66 year old paraplegic, paraplegic who works in security flag it 
um, was not the person he pushed. What ha- and they don't they do not have video of this. They do not have anything. And there all these people. There are police there at the time. And somehow this assault, which they're saying uh, she ended up with a sprained or injured shoulder. The woman, the paraplegic woman, sixty six year old paraplegic woman in the wheelchair, working um, security, working security. Flag it again. Um, they're saying that that what happened is when he just sort of I, what it sounds like is he was excited and he rushed out. He flashed his credentials. They didn't, but they were trying to stop him. And he kind of pushed by some people and there was a chain of like he pushed by someone who pushed it who kind of fell into someone who fell into her yeah so they're saying that that is an intentional harming of an elderly person that he specifically did this to specifically assault this 66 year old paraplegic woman in a wheelchair come on it is a ridiculous charge, and it is pure, straight-up abuse of power by it's, the chief of police there. It's racism. And it's racism. And it's racism. That's because what it this is. is the, this is, and this is why it's happening now. And Sean King on Twitter goes on and on about it, that, that when they made the announcement of the indictment, they, they referenced his so-called character, what kind of a person he was. That's not that's not a crime. You can no. be a shitty person. You can be a person who hates 66 year olds, mm-hmm. whatever. That's not a crime. Uh, but that's what they reference. Not really the incident, the right. so-called incident, because there were police there. If something serious had happened, why didn't they arrast him right then? Exactly. February 3rd, or a week later or yep. two weeks later, a year later. You know why? Because you know what's about to happen. Let me explain to you. His first book, Things That Make White People Uncomfortable, is scheduled to be released on April 3rd. Yep. Um, there's a bunch of promotional you know, accompanying events for it. On April 4th, Bennett is scheduled to speak at the University of the District of Columbia. The book is about police violence, the role of protest in history, and his own responsibility as a role model to speak out. Bennett last summer accused police in Las Vegas of racially profiling and excessive force after he was detained following reports of an active shooter at a casino. The Clark County Sheriff later announced that no evidence of excessive force had been found. Shocking! Mm -hmm. And that officers had, quote, acted appropriately and professionally during the incident. Bennett was not arrested, though. (laughs) <laughs> for that so-called incident. Um, you should really check out uh, Sean King's tweet because he's, his first tweet was, I call BS on the arrest of Michael Bennett for felony assault. Complete BS. I literally had to call to ask what they were accusing him of. They were saying 14 months ago, his hand touched a woman's shoulder at the Super Bowl as he walked onto the field. And now, in fact, that isn't even true, I think. Right. Several police, and this is another tweet, several police officers were present, when this, were present when this happened 14 months ago and thought so little about it that they did absolutely nothing. Now that Chief of Police, whose name is Art Acevedo, and you can find him on Twitter at, at Art, A-R-T-A-C-E-V-E-D-O. Yes, I want you to write to him and say, hey, what's up, Art, with this? Is out here talking about Michael Bennett's character, nah, man. Again, this is a te- this is about attempting to embarrass and shame Michael Bennett, clearly. Um, sure, an officer saw Michael Bennett brutally assault a sweet old woman, said nothing, did nothing, but then decided to charge him with felony assault 14 months later. Yeah, you know what? This is the deal. When we start talking about ethics and morality, going back to Stormy Daniels and and going back to all these things, it all comes from the top down. Police just lying. Yes. Lying. Yes. And it comes from the top down. So Trump sits here and he starts he starts a more a a, a cultural war with football players. And he lies constantly. Yes. He says things like last week he said during before the marches the march march for our lives which we you know I want to we want to talk about that in a moment also. Um, He lied and said that (laughs) President Obama had made bump stocks legal which is just a lie. It's it's just a lie. It's not True. So when he starts these cultural wars, right? So it doesn't just stop and start with Trump. 
Now we're seeing the legal manifestation. Well, when you put of giving yeah. of giving a tacit agreement, because now what, what what do we have to do now? Well, we have to you know enforce the president's agenda. So what are we going to do now? We're going to start jailing and uh, bringing charges against anybody and everybody who we perceive to be part of this agenda. Well, it's actually even easier than that. What you do is you appoint Beauregard's to Sessions Mm -hmm. in charge of the Department of Justice, which then drops all of its investigations into uh, questionable police activity. Drop them all. Refuses and puts Black Lives Matters on the watch list. Calls, creates a whole new category called Black Identity Extremists and Mm -hmm. starts actively going after. So it's not just, so what Trump did, he's put the people, the players in the positions of power because now there there will not be and in fact today as we came in here the announcement was made that there will be no charges brought against the police officers involved in and the one who shot um, Alton uh, Sterling. Yep. That's his name, right? Yep, Alton Sterling. Um, they, they just said that on our way in. And yeah. that is because, uh, and, and there weren't, and of course, right before this, the Justice Department had said, had dropped it, dropped yeah. the investigation because that's Jeff Sessions mm-hmm. and he's a racist um, and he's, uh, he's there to enact racist policies and to make sure that nobody has equal rights. So, that's that's how it's getting done. But then you look at this and what they're doing is shaming him, tying him up. Mm-hmm. And it's because he's had the audacity to protest police shooting black people mm-hmm. uh, and it, use of use of excessive and murderous force for no reason. And that is why it's it is the most ridiculous charge I have heard of in a very long time. It's the same week also as the Sacramento Kings, and bless them, they um they all they um, I don't know if it was all of them, but significant number of them wore T-shirts that said Stephon Clark. Stephon Clark is a man who was shot in his grandmother's backyard in Sac- Sacramento here in California. Twenty times. Twenty times. Holding a white cell phone. Holding in his, his hand. cell phone in his hands. Um, and they uh they made a video speaking out the Sacramento Kings. If you go to at Sacramento Kings, you'll see it there. Um, about you know say his name. Um, uh, because it is absolutely insane that what we've unleashed, it's not just rhetoric. It is actually what they have put in place mm-hmm. the power people to make sure that black people, um, immigrants, people of brown, w- transgendered, whatever you LGBTQ, that they have put in people in place in our government, people to ensure that those rights will be trampled on, that you are physically not safe. All the the reason they brought these charges about against Ben is they know they're going to get away with at least bringing mm-hmm. them. Yep, they're not going to get in trouble with the Justice Department. No, no, they're no. not going to get in trouble no, with no, they're anyone. Gonna get, they're going to get clapped on the back because they are participating. With them. They're participating in Trump's agenda, which is to 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 as you say, shame everybody and everything associated with kneeling on and protesting against, you know, brutality. Thank you. It's absolutely ridiculous. I I can't. Um, but I want to make sure that that we say this because it's come up a lot. A lot of people have asked us when we were marching here in Los Angeles for the March for Our Lives and um, online at when you write us at frangela08 at gmail.com. We write everybody back. Please do. Follow us on the social medias at Frangela Duo also, D-U-O. But we've had a lot of people bring up and I've seen online a lot of people bring up you know this march you know what about black people and here's the thing that in case people aren't aware the Parkland students have are very aware and and, and I've been had from the moment 
moment they've started this protest have been aware in, about intersectionality. Yes. They they are woke. And in fact, if you're not, if you don't believe me, you can look it up. Parkland survivor David Hogg, who you've seen on a number of outlets, he called out the media for this. He said um, he called out the media when he was being asked a question about you know what happened in Parkland. He told Axios he said one of the thing that he's mad about is the media not this is the quote not giving black students a voice. My school's about twenty five percent black, but that's the way. But the way we're covered doesn't reflect that. No, not at all. And um, there's a long history, in fact, of black teenagers teenagers fighting for gun control as a part of the Black Lives move- Movement. But also, you probably didn't hear about it um, because it didn't get uh, any level of attention. But after Trayvon Martin was killed and Michael Brown, several groups came up, including Defend the Dream. Yep. And there's a black activist, um, younger, who was young. He was in, I think he was in high school at the time, or was a first year student at Howard Clifton Kinney. You should go on Twitter to check him out because this is a tweet from him. When we organized in Ferguson, we were labeled thugs and criminals. That's right. 800. 800 of us walked out for Mike Brown. The media said we went about it the wrong way. All we wanted was the police to stop killing people like us. Black youth been pushing for gun reform. So check out MTV did this article a year after Michael Brown was was murdered by a police officer. And it's called The Kids of Ferguson Rise Up. Check it out because uh, these kids, they are being intersectional. They are bringing in other yeah. movements. The speech was, ex- you know, the speeches at the march in D.C. were exceptionally, we had the... Um, intersectionally and cross all sorts of boundaries, you know, all of those so, so-called lines. Um, we had uh, Dr. King's grand, great-granddaughter. Yeah, granddaughter. It's, it's granddaughter. She was adorable. Um, and I have a dream. Granddaughter of Martin Luther King and Perez I have a dream that enough is enough. And there were lots of different kids, and it's just it is. It was amazing, and also it's really sad. Yeah, you know, I, I really think hard that to watch. It's really important because you know I'm I'm watching this argument go back and forth on Facebook and you know and in the social media, and one of the things that I have to bring up, you know, when we talk about failing people. And, you know, we interviewed uh, Nicole Hockley from Sandy Hook Promise on Stephanie Miller's show last week. And, you know, and one of the things that I felt I needed to be said, and and we said it to her, is that we failed Sandy, the people from Sandy Hook in Newtown. You know, we failed them in that moment. And because, you know, if, if you want to look at it, all the way around, you know, and someone else said this, I thought, and I thought this was really great, is that it's not just that it was Parkland and these are white kids at this moment. What what we're saying is, is that we have risen to an apex, that this has come to a, a point ahead. And it's been all of this violence up to this point where everybody, you know, it just happened at this was the access point versus any other. And also these kids have, and they've said it, I've seen that more than one of them on more than one interview talk about that we are privileged. Yeah. Um, a number of those students are, are very privileged and they've acknowledged it and they said with privilege comes responsibility and because we are white and privileged, This uh, the two young men I'm thinking of in particular in an interview said this, we have a responsibility to use that privilege to make change. And I was like, here we are, look at you coming up with what's called public 
service. Yep. Getting into government isn't supposed to be a way to help your golf resort or your private business take off or to secure your career post being government. Mm-hmm. Being government is supposed to be public service. That's why it's low paying. <laughs> you know, it is not. It does not pay enough. Um, and You're not supposed to walk in poor and walk out rich, rich. Which, which is a lot of our politicians. Well, and including the president and his family, because I don't think they had no money, really. Yeah. But this is the thing is that we are sitting here at a moment where we have a huge opportunity and what this year 2018 again we it was our new year's resolution and what we asked of all of you podcast listeners is to not forget make sure you are registered keep checking yep you know um go to rock the vote go to vote smart go to your secretary of state in your city and go to the organizations we have some up on our the the final word podcast.com on the uh, page for resistance wrap up there's several organizations listed there there'll be more but and get involved in trying to get say to yourself i'm going to get at least one person who either doesn't vote doesn't plan on voting or votes regularly to vote and i'm going to get them to the poll you can do that for at least one person but if each of us can try for five that's the goal right Right? One is the minimum. Anything above that is gravy. But if we all do that, you can't hack or steal that. You yeah. can't hack or steal. If we can get that almost 50% of this country that doesn't vote to vote, we right. will win. You know, my uh, accountant yesterday, when I was uh, going to get my taxes done, he knows that my husband is a teacher. And he said, uh, what, how old are the, are the kids he teaches? I go 18 to 24. He goes, send them to the DMV. Have him get voter registration. That's right. And have he's like, and everybody who walks into his class that isn't registered to vote, have them fill out information. And I was like, oh my God. Which I think you can do. It's a private school. So I don't think there's an issue with, yeah. And he's not telling them how to vote. No, no, but I think there might be an issue with doing that in public school. I don't know. Right. Um, I mean, I I don't think there'd be an issue with a history or whatever teacher talking about how you register to vote. Right. But I I literally, I posted that. I would say break the rule if there is a rule anyway. But okay. I, I posted that because we come from the improv community where there are the people who tend to be the students tend to be 18 to 25. Yeah. And I was like, we as a community can put this forward. You can bring voter registration every time you're signing up people to sign up for classes. You can sign people up to register to vote, too. That's right. Think about it every day. Maybe make a little post-it note. And figure out a way. Have I helped someone register to vote today? Exactly. You know, there are uh, several different apps. Also, you know, always keep up your calls, but uh, 202-224-3121. But yes. That is how, and they can you can feel, it, and that's what I liked about every march that I saw from around the world. At some point, they their vote them out was a chant. Yes, um, if we can make it to that to these elections, I think we have a significant chance of really changing the dynamic in our government and taking back at least one of the checks and balances from one of the branches. And we, you can see, it's killing us to not have this. That's right, because here's the problem. Literally killing us they they i saw the statistics it's something like 18 to 30 uh something like 60 percent of the people didn't vote in 2016 yeah and i know that used to be that if uh, between 18 and 35 year olds only 10 percent vote yeah exactly that wasn't that long ago that and, stat and then it's a just it's slightly better for our age group 35 to you know 50 something and then but the larger about largest amount of voters are over 55 that's our problem that's that and those 50 percent who don't do anything those the people who aren't voting at all that's my first yes. gripe because you're not gonna change the minds of a lot of people who are regular vote you know mm-hmm. uh, if they're not on your team and I, I'm not saying don't try but I'm saying let's put 
more of our effort, a good 80% of our effort, mm-hmm. at least, into getting the people who aren't voting who vote irregularly. Exactly. Like Colin Kaepernick. If we could put some pressure on him to go register, he's got time, won't nobody hire him. And he's got followers, he's got people. He's got he's gotten awards for his civic, you know, activities, for his for his activism. I want to see him activate to have people do what is the minimum of our responsibilities as a citizen. Vote. Yes. So that's our final word on that. Moving on to emails. 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 Gotta go get some emails. You've got mail. She's really giddy because she's received (laughs) Francis has received compliments from people about her jingles and people say and just so she's very happy about that like I said earlier I've been encouraged to stop <laughs> no you have not been yes I have I just didn't print that one so that's why you didn't say it so emails again write us at franchula08 at gmail.com I will not put Francis through saying it this week as a gift oh my god thank you. you I really appreciate I love it you. Oh, I love you girl you do love me uh, but you will get a response you will hear from us um, and you actually don't have to do it just to see if that's true which people have been doing. <laughs> oh, you did write me back. <laughs> That's not right. Uh, just, just we do. I promise you. Uh, so, but thank you, thank okay. you. We love hearing from you. I'm going to start this one off. It says lots to say about Facebook. We, you know, if you all know. I am addicted to Facebook. and I had a little I bit was, of a breakdown. I did. Was it last a, week? Yeah, it was last week. I lost my mind about, you know. Being our, pimped out. Being pimped out and having our Zuckerberg's personal. Zuckerberg's bottom bitch. Totally having our personal information weaponized against us. And Eleanor D. wrote to us and said, I am with Francis on this one. I may deplore Facebook, but I use it every day. And she says, and here's an exchange I have with a friend. Uh, read this issue. And I'm not going to go through all of this. But she says, you know. She was like, the, they were having an argument about it, and she, they were, and the person was saying, you know, she says, I have two things that I always tell people. If you don't want it on the internet, don't put it there. And number two, if it's free, you're the product, which I completely get and right. agree with. She says, now, she says, yes, that is understood. Not liked or approved of, but understood, Understood. right? Mm -hmm. But many of us feel like we were invited to dinner, then assaulted. We signed on for dinner, but but not date rape. And that's exactly how I feel about it, too, Eleanor, from one Eleanor to another. And she says, she goes on to say... You know, that Facebook allowed her to reconnect with old friends, submit family relationships uh, that would not have thrived without it. But then it's been a source of information and civic engagement and fun. She says, but here's the thing, you know, varying responses from she's got from friends. She said varying responses from don't do the quizzes to keep everything private to don't post much on uh, to input false data to trick Facebook. And she says her reply to those responses are Finding out what Hogwarts house you're in should not threaten our democracy. Preach! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! You should not. You were not giving up your rights when you wanted to just see what the sorting hat would say. That is, well, when I wanted to say, "Am I Han Solo or Luke?" I did not have the expectation (laughs) of walking away feeling wrong. Exactly. That that's no. And I, hey, for people who have misunderstood my position on this, I think it's horrible and heinous and horrendous. Also. So mm-hmm. I don't feel as personally hurt because I don't go on my page. Mm-hmm. I hate having it. I never wanted it. But that is, has nothing to do with the fact that this is absolutely ethical, wrong, and legally actionable behavior on the part of Facebook and Cambridge Analytica. And, they're, and they're Lord li- knows who else, actually. Oh, now we're finding out that they've been listening to our phone calls, too. Yeah. 
And Gustafer is the, it works for the Russian government. He's in their their agency. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, <laughs> thank you, Eleanor, for thank writing. You, Eleanor, I love your Eleanor name, D. by the way. <laughs> Next email. Yes. This says the the subject line is abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from Andy C. I'm listening to you this morning on Steph's show and Angela. Oh, so that's about me. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's odd. <laughs> Thanks so much for what you just said about never voting for anti-choice for an anti-choice politician. I've been saying that forever, and recently I've had progressive men telling me I'm wrong. I have two kids, and I'm too old to have any more. But reproductive rights, including access to abortion, are 100 percent non-negotiable for me. This is yet another reason we need more women in government. For me, if a politician has to run as anti-choice to win a district, they are a rep. Republican. Thank you, Andy. Preach. Oh, and for those progressive men who think I should compromise, I'm not pro-choice. I am pro-abortion. Go on, girl. It is a legal medical procedure, and studies show access to abortion is vital to women's ability to be healthy, safe, autonomous, and successful in their lives, so they will never convince me to, quote, let it go, unquote, talking to you, Bill Press. Woo! Andy, bringing it. I couldn't agree more. Thank you. And again, you. And we're going to try to get an interview with him if we can, but I encourage you to check out, to read Dr. It's not a long book, and it is an amazing book. Dr. Willie Parker's book, a life's work. He is an abortion advocate and a safe and legal abortion provider. Mm-hmm. We need to take our moral language back yes. and put this procedure where it belongs. It's a medical procedure that is private and yours and nothing to be ashamed of. Exactly. exactly. Thank you for writing us. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, I, and, I, and, I, and that's the right, That you know, you're absolutely right. Okay, here we go. Next up, this is from George J. And he's talking about Facebook slash Cambridge Analytica slash J. Kushner. That would be Jared, your favorite Millennial Angela. Uh, okay, he says. Fucking <laughs> he says. George say. George says. I know this is a minor point uh, to a story uh, that's not completely catching on, but when it comes to the Trump campaign, I thought that Jared was supposed to be their tech Ooh. genius. Remember that? All? Yeah, remember that? I remember do. That? George, remember that? I do remember um, that. He's here to deal with the tech. Mm. Yes. He says, or do I have that wrong? No, you do not. George. No, you do not. Matt Al Lawrence and Ari all report that on Cambridge Analytica story and never mention that the campaign tech guy was Jared Kushner. I thought he was doing it all. On another too. note, Angela, please tell Francis that Neville Longbottom was nearly a Hufflepuff and that without his killing Nagini, Harry Potter, and all of Hogwarts would have been defeated by Voldemort. I agree. That I agree. That's not even that's not even like a negotiable thing. That's right. That's and, just truth. And only a Hufflepuff would keep taking Facebook <laughs> quizzes to see if they're a Gryffindor. You ladies are doing a great job. Keep up the good work. Thanks, George. Thank you, George. Thank you again for your emails. Frangela08 at gmail.com. And that means it's time for Resistance Wrap Up. Okay, so what are the pop-ups? What do you think that they sound like? Are they it's, supposed to it's be? It's me. It's like, a, you know, it's like an echo. Oh, a, a wrap-up. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds kind of like, like gunfire. Oh, really? Which is a form of resistance, but not the one we're talking about. Oh, that's not how I mean. Okay, good. So I just want to clarify yeah. that was not, we're, this is not, we're not about to help is, you make a bump stock. That's not. Is that your slight, subtle way of saying that you're not enjoying my... I think I've said um, unequivocally and without any (laughs) ambiguity or in any way try to obscure or obfuscate. Your sound effects are are stupid. I don't know. look at her face. I wish you could see it. It's so, first of all, dumbfounded and <laughs> insulted. They're not stupid. I'm just saying, I don't know if they're as clear as you think they are. Something like, clear. Pop, 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 pop. 
I don't really know. I, that was unclear to me. Get off my lawn. Did you hear me? I said get off my lawn. But we've clarified it. Let's not get them in our personal business. No. Let's move on. Okay. This week, um, we always I want you to keep checking out MarchForOurLives.com because they're going to, they're planning ma- ma- many yes. activities. Yes. Many, many more activities. And they are really tr- organizing around getting uh, young people registered to vote. So please continue to check that out. But then also, we would like you to check out BlackLivesMatters.com. BlackLivesMatter.com. Please check them out and consider giving them money. The founders, you you. you know some of them if probably Alicia Garza Patrice Cullors mm-hmm. and Opal Tometi Opal Tometi sorry about that um, key people you know of are Sean King DeRay Mickson and Jonetta Elzey um, please check go to their website because this is, you may not be aware that Black Lives Matter although coming out of Trayvon Martin and uh, Michael Brown's murders by police and by non-police by by uh, George Zimmerman mm-hmm. a, a self-appointed neighborhood watch stand your ground freak, bullshit that this, this organization is intersectional that they are about advocacy for transgendered people for every group for the disabled for every group and that's on this site and they're planning actions and they could use your support particularly because all of these people have been they've been put on the FBI watch list and DeRay in particular and I'm sure many other of these people are involved in multiple lawsuits where they are being harassed for their activism so they need your this organization does amazing work they are a part of the March for Our Lives and the March for Our Lives has acknowledged that there was there were black kids making these movements before them please know that that happened but we I would encourage you to go to Black Lives Matter and consider getting involved certainly signing up and look at donating to them because we are all under attack and we need to support each other yes and that is our final word we want to give a big shout out and thanks to our producer joy salvia miriam gonzalez and jack silver we want to thank you so much for listening downloading subscribing and reviewing don't forget to say i mean and there's no such thing as hyperbole when it comes to reviewing this show Mm. if you want to give us all the stars and then say for me this is how i know there's a god (laughs) whatever i'm not gonna write i mean if you want me to write it for you i can but but we you know and please get other people to sign up and listen and check out all the westwood one podcasts thank you westwood one podcast network everyone's listening six minutes and about 20 seconds in a little over six minutes 17 of our friends were taken from us 15 were injured and everyone absolutely everyone in the douglas community was forever altered Everyone who is there understands. Everyone who has been touched by the cold grip of gun violence understands. For us, long, tearful, chaotic hours in the scorching afternoon sun were spent not knowing. No one understood the extent of what had happened. No one could believe that there were bodies in that building waiting to be identified for over a day. No one knew that the people who were missing had stopped breathing long before any of us had even known that a code red had been called. No one could comprehend the devastating aftermath or how far this would reach or where this would go. For those who still can't comprehend because they refused to, I'll tell you where it went. Right into the ground, six feet deep. Six minutes and 20 seconds with an AR-15, and my friend Carmen would never complain to me about piano practice. Aaron Feiss would never call Kira Miss Sunshine. Alex Schachter would never walk into school with his brother Ryan. Scott Beagle would never joke around with Cameron at camp. 
Helena Ramsey would never hang out after school with Max. Gina Montalto would never wave to her friend Liam at lunch. Joaquin Oliver would never play basketball with Sam or Dylan. Elena Petty would never. Carol Lugren would never. Chris Hickson would never. Luke Hoyer would never. Marquine Duque Aguiano would never. Peter Wang would never. Alyssa Alhadaf would never. Jamie Guttenberg would never. Meadow Pollock would never. It's no surprise that newsmakers try to manipulate the audience. They want you to believe that they are the one holding the line and they'll use any trick they can to get you there. But don't let them fool you. Get unspun. I'm Amanda Sturgill. I've been a reporter, and today I teach future reporters to cut the spin and think critically about what newsmakers say. My podcast, Unspun, shows you how to know when you're being manipulated by the news. Learn to spot the tricks and how to make up your own mind about what's true. So if you're tired of being fooled by the news, subscribe to Unspun today. Unspun, because you deserve the truth. <laughs>